are in the second week of this series called Living with Leverage. Okay, Living with Leverage. And basically, uh, we're understanding why our lifestyle matters. Why our lifestyle matters. And here's the big idea. How you live doesn't change who Jesus is. And I want you guys to get this. How you live doesn't change who Jesus is is. If you want to go out and smoke some nasty crack and you want to uh, hang out with some homies and some cronies and smoke some bud and, and drink some bud and, uh, you know, depending on which, uh, yeah, but you want to do that and you want to sleep around and you want to just kind of be like the, 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 the little uh, active little sexual person and just be like, ah, you know, and you're crazy, you're running around. How many of you know that no matter what you do, no matter how you live, it does not change who Jesus is. Does that make sense? What I'm trying to tell you is that what you do, listen, Jesus Christ is Lord no matter what. He's the King of Kings no matter what you do. He's the Savior of the world whether you like rap or you like rock or you like hip-hop. No matter what you do, you could wear a tutu, run down uh, to Pioneer Square and do a little, what do they call those things, period thingamajigger? And you could spin around and you could uh, bury all your armpit hair and you could like scream at people and you could yell out, the devil, the devil, the devil. And, and people could go, whack job. And, but you know what? No matter what you do, no matter what you do, no matter what you do, it does not change who Jesus is. However, however, how you live does affect the life-changing impact that Christ has in your life and in the life of those around you. So you can go off and sleep around and do all this stuff, and it doesn't change who Jesus is, but how you live or what you do, it will impact the fact that Jesus Christ is going to be limited in what he can do by your lifestyle decisions. He's going to be limited in how powerful your witness is based off of how you live. In other words, your lifestyle either helps or hinders the work of God. Does that make sense, yes or no? And so this series, Living with Leverage, is all about learning how your lifestyle can give you leverage in your own life, in the race that you're running, and in the lives of people around you. Your lifestyle gives you leverage. And we're using this word leverage, and you may not know what it means, so here's the definition for you. Leverage is the power or ability to act or to influence people events and decisions when you have leverage you have power you have ability to do things that people without that leverage cannot do when you live with leverage you have an ability so it's like it's like if we took those blindfolds that people were, were, were uh, austin and, and olivia they were eating those honey dipped cheeseburgers by the way how are your stomachs doing you guys doing okay you're not going to hurl in front of me or anything by the way did you know guys did you guys know once back in the day our guitar player he hurled during prayer uh all this curdled milk right out of his nose and his mouth it just shut down our service it's horrible so if you guys are going to do that um give us a little bit of warning but here's the deal we could take those blindfolds now how many of you guys know how many of you guys let's take a vote let's take a vote who would win in a fight between janessa and dusty who would win in a fight? Let's take a vote. Come on. How many, how many of you guys, how many of you guys say Janessa? How many of you guys say Janessa? 
All right. How many of you guys? Oh, look at this. Oh, Dusty's got his own boys selling out on him. Okay. How many of you guys think Dusty would be Janessa in a fight? Oh, oh, you got love. Oh, look at this. Oh, we got some love. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. Now, check this out. Check this out. How many of you guys would agree with me? How many of you guys would agree with me that if we gave Janessa a big old bat, I mean just a big old Louisville slugger, and we tied Dusty's hands and feet together, how many of you rocket scientists out there would agree with me that Janessa would give Dusty a big old beat down? Come on, I want to see it. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That, that is true. She is too nice. But, but just, just because it's fun, let's all create. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's all create. Right now, we are going to go into a nice time of meditation. And I want you, I want you to picture, I want you to picture Dusty's hands bound. I would like you to picture Dusty's feet bound. And now I would like you to picture Janessa <laughs> Standing over him with a big old bat. Okay, just shh, 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 just picture. Now I want you to picture. I want you to just picture what Janessa could do with that bat to Dusty. <laughs> do you know what I see? I just see Janessa like, it's just this, like, I just, I can just see Janessa. Now, of course, Janessa never would. Janessa is calm and serene and, and just... But, okay, but now, now watch this. Now watch this. Hey, hey, listen, you guys. How many of you guys would agree with me that Janessa, because of some certain qualities in this fight, would say Janessa has some leverage over Dusty? You see, here's the deal. What Paul's trying to tell you and what we're trying to, in, in Corinthians that we're going to read about, what I'm trying to show you is that when you live with your lifestyle, according to the way Paul talks about, you will have an advantage. You will have leverage in ways that other people do not have. How many of you think that Dusty wouldn't mind if Janessa had her hands and feet bound and he had a, okay, this is getting really brutal and not good. Okay, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. You guys are like, wow, here's the deal. We all would love to have leverage when it really does matter. We would all love to live our life not as a victim or as the underdog, but living our lives as if we had the advantage over every situation. Now, check this out. God created you. Now, watch this. Whether you are a 20-something right now, high school, listen, it does not matter. You were created to live with leverage. God designed your destiny to be lived with leverage. You should not be the victim of the system. You should not walk around, oh, I'm just trying to make it. I'm just, no, you should not live as the underdog. In fact, the Bible says that you're the head, not the tail. You're above and never beneath. You are more than a conqueror. God designed Austin, Ryan, and Jonathan to live with leverage. How do you get leverage? Paul tells us that you get leverage through your lifestyle. Again, it does not change the fact of who Jesus is. It does not change the power that Christ has. It changes the leverage that you have to accomplish what God called you to accomplish. How you live 
matters, okay? So last week, you guys, we talked about this, and it was kind of the opening series, opening night, and the title was Lifestyle Matters. But this week, we're going to get right into the actual scripture of what Paul talks about. This week, we are talking about purity, and the title of this message tonight of this series is Hot Guys, Cute Girls, and Jesus, okay? Tonight, I'm talking about hot guys. Oh, he's so hot. Man, I can't tell you. I can't tell you how many middle schoolers, uh, middle school girls I've heard. They're like, oh, no, no. We're like, what? Do you have something in your throat? What's going on? They're like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I'm sorry, are you having a seizure? Can we give you medicine? What's wrong with you? And they're like, oh my goodness, he is so hot. <laughs> and people are like, don't talk about your youth pastor that way. No, I just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Okay, just kidding. All right. Oh, great. Okay. You guys are like, oh, now here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Listen, hot guys, cute girls. And Jesus. Now, a lot of times when you think about hot guys, cute girls, we don't, it's not exactly normal to put the word Jesus or the name or the actual man, Jesus, in the conversation. Yet Paul talks to us about our lifestyle that involves purity, and that has everything to do with hot guys, cool girls, and cute girls. <laughs> and cool girls, I guess. And Jesus. So let me ask you guys this, since we're going to talk about hot guys, cute, cool, cute girls, and Jesus. Well, I want to talk to you guys about these chick flicks. Okay, how many of you, how many of you girls love your chick flicks? Come on, you can dig a chick flick, okay? All right. Now, how many of you guys, how many of you guys will admit it? You'll be like, hey, man, I'm, I'm so confident in myself. I don't have to be all on How many of you guys can say, hey, I can enjoy a chick flick every once in a while? Oh, Oh, okay, 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 all right, all right, a few, okay. Well, listen, listen, I asked, I asked people today, I asked people today on Facebook, I said, hey, I need to know your favorite chick flick, and we had two guys give you their favorite chick flick, and a bunch of ladies give you their favorite chick, chick flick, so I told them I would tell them uh, what the answers were, what they, what they said, so here's some of the people, uh, Tracy said her favorite was Pride and Prejudice, uh, uh, Mindy said You've Got Mail, Elizabeth said Pride and Prejudice, Sense and Sensibility, Emma, Domery said Love Comes Softly series, <laughs> Stephanie said Pride and Prejudice, she got specific, she's like Pride and Prejudice, the A&E version, I don't even know what that means, she said An Affair to Remember, a different Stephanie also said Pride and Prejudice, and she added While You Were Sleeping, that just sounds like horror movie to me. I can't picture what that movie is. While you were sleeping. <laughs> you know, while you were sleeping. <laughs> it's like coming out this Halloween, Friday night, while you were sleeping. Anyways, must be good. Okay, uh, Karen said August Rush. Uh, Sam said You've Got Mail, Pride and Prejudice. Uh, Chrissy said Marley and Me. Okay, Chrissy. All right. I got I to gotta be honest with you. I gotta be honest with you, transparent, honest moment. Uh, I watched Marley and me, and my tear, my uh, my eyes welled up a little bit with tears. It was right after we had Loomis, and I went home, and Loomis is my boxer. Gabby is our pug. For those of you creating mental pictures right now, and, and yeah, he's not my boxer anymore, but that's another story. Uh, and and I came home, and Loomis was never allowed on the couch, and I just said, I don't care. You just come up here and you go home. 
And Loomis, like, with outstretched, he's, like, longer than me with his legs. And so it was just like we were practically spooning, but that's kind of gross. So, But we were cuddling. I, I'm not kidding. It changed my life forever. Uh, because because then we got rid of Loomis, and I don't have to deal with that anymore. So anyways, uh, uh, Katie said Roman Holiday, uh, Pride and Prejudice. What was this Pride and Prejudice stuff? Uh, Rachel said The Notebook. Okay. So we got all these. Oh, I love these movies. Now, but, but we had a couple. We had a couple that I really could identify. I kind of identified with Marley and me, but I really like the fact that Michael, our boy, our guitarist, he wrote in his favorite chick flick is Gladiator. Yeah, yeah, come on, come on. Hey, hey, that was, that was all for a woman. Remember, the woman dies, he's like, okay, anyways, was that a great Russell Crowe impersonation or what? And then, uh, and then uh, Jeremy, Jeremy, uh, his favorite chick flick, I'm not, I couldn't really draw, I can't figure it out, but we'll just go with it. His favorite chick flick was Terminator 2 Judgment Day. I, I don't know, I don't know, it's all good. I can kind of identify with those. But I, I asked Jen, I said, Jen, uh, I need to know your top five. In fact, I asked her to blog about her uh, top five. Jennifer has a great blog, by the way. You need, to, you need to check it out. She's awesome. So here is the, oh, Katie, okay, this isn't blog commercial time. Uh, here's the deal. Here are Jen's top five chick flicks that I've had to endure, even though I can't really remember what these movies are about. Number five is The Wedding Planner, okay. Matthew McConaughey. I, I asked Jen, I said, why? Why do you like this? She says, because every time I see Matthew McConaughey with his shirt off, I'm reminded of you. And so I was like, okay, okay, I, I, I just, I just shrugged. I just, what, what, what can you do? What can you do? All right, number four, number four is Woman of the Year. Okay, that's a nice classic with Katherine Hepburn there, yeah. Okay, number three, we got the, we got the winner overall in our little poll here. Pride and Prejudice, okay, there they are. Oh, you've got something on your face. Let me wipe it off. Okay, and then we have uh, number two, uh, good old Tom Hanks, Sleepless in Seattle. Look at me. Is this like, look at this. Is this pure 90s? I mean, look, look at Meg Ryan's hair. Whoa. I, I mean, that was, we were just getting rid of the 80s with the poofed out hair. So here was just kind of streaking back with, with the wind. And then Jennifer's favorite movie of all time, number one, An Affair to Remember. Ah, oh, with Cary Grant, a classic movie. And it's not about them having an affair. Just to let you know, I thought forever that this movie was about people having an affair. And I'm like, that is bad. We're not talking about that impurity in the same message, dang it. But it's not about that. So let's clap for Jen's top five, everybody. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. So uh, here's the deal. Chick flicks can be, uh, uh, you know, we watch these movies and, and, and people get in their minds, especially you girls. You can get, I'm sorry, but it's just true. You just look at the little love romance novels at the grocery store. It's like, ugh, gross. They're just just, just oozing ickiness out of them. But, uh, and guys don't read those books. So uh, here's the deal. So uh, 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 chick flicks can create this fantasy, this idea, this, this 
someday I am going to have Tom Hanks find me at the at the top of the Empire State's building. And he, with his 40-year-old, no, you guys don't want, uh, never mind. That's a bad, bad, bad fantasy. But here's the deal. What happens is these chick flicks can create in our minds this, this picture. Perfect. But I think you guys would agree with me. I think you guys are smart like rocket scientists. And I think that you would agree with me that fantasy and chick flicks is not really reality, right? That when we talk about purity and we talk about love stories and we talk about romance, uh, the reality side, side of things, you can have probably experienced, unfortunately, many of you have experienced the reality of a fantasy gone bad in your own home. Or you know of a friend where their parents, they had some kind of fantasy, but it didn't work out the way the movies did. Because reality says uh, divorce. Reality oftentimes says depression. Reality doesn't say Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks walk away hand in hand after never meeting each other before. Uh, reality says uh, unrealistic expectations. Reality says many times emptiness. The reality of relationships and romance in our culture today is not what we see on the screen. But I want to tell you that there is a different reality, a leverage that God wants to give you where your reality is not a fake fantasy, but that actually God can do something very special and give you something special in your life. But it doesn't come the way culture brings it. So I'm going to show you this little clip. And the reason why is because many times in youth ministry, in 20-something, in high school, something, whatever, uh, you get the idea when preachers preach about purity that romance is a bad idea. Like that the devil came up with a concept of romance. That, that there's something evil, something like, oh, no, don't have boyfriends, don't have girlfriends, run away, run away. And we joke about that, like guys are blue, girls are red. We do not like the color purple here at Switch. You know, you have to combine the two colors to get purple. Okay, just kind of guys stay blue, girls stay red. But here's the deal. I want to tell you something. Listen, I want to show you this little clip because I think most of you are hoping that this little clip could become your, your story someday. So I want you guys to check this out. Let's watch. It. And this is just a little, a little stop motion, stop motion, um, uh, little love story, romance story. I think you guys will dig it. Check it out. Even if you're Mr. Macho Guy, you can kind of just smile a little bit and say, that's kind of a cool little story. And I want you guys to know something, that, that it is not a bad thing to desire uh, to have romance in your life. It's not a bad thing to, to have uh, this idea that someday uh, you are going to see something really happen in your life. Here's the big idea for tonight, everybody. I want you to understand when it comes to your lifestyle, God has a way for that to not become a fake fantasy, but for there to be a reality of living your life for God and with the right mindset so that someday your desires and everything that you're searching for will fall into place as God wants it to happen. Unfortunately, what we have today is we have girls that are trying to stay at a certain weight. We have guys trying to be a certain level of, of macho. We have all this stuff going on, and the focus has shifted off of where it should be, and it needs to come back to on the focus on where it needs to be. And we're talking about this idea of hot guys, cute girls, and Jesus.
Because if you want your idea, your future, to turn out the right way and not the wrong way, did you know that you can live with leverage to go in that direction? You can have an advantage over those people, over the lifestyles that keep failing. How many of you would like to have an advantage, to live with leverage, to not just have a fake fantasy, but something real? Can I hear an amen? That's a good thing. Some people are like, I don't know if I'm even supposed to want that or be okay with that. Yes, but the way of getting that is a little bit different. So here's the big idea for tonight. If you focus on romance, the result will be failed fantasies. But if you focus on Christ, everything else will fall into place, okay? If you focus on, see, some people watch that, that little bit, and they're like, oh, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to draw my picture of a little boy and a little girl. I'm going to, you know, and, and here's the deal, and, and that's just the guys I'm talking about here, you know? <laughs> then we got the whole girls, you know? But here's, here's the big idea. Listen, here's the big idea. Girls, listen. <laughs> You guys are picturing the pictures right now. I got to bring you back. Here's the deal, you guys. If you focus, listen, sometimes if you focus on something that you want, it can actually hinder or hurt the journey to actually see that happen because you'll get off track of where you're supposed to be today. If you focus on romance, the result will be failed fantasies. But if you focused on Jesus Christ, everything else will fall into place. And let, let's see, I want to show you in the scripture how Paul stayed focused on the right things and it was he was able to see many things happen because of it. And we go back to the scripture from last week out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're going to be here in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 for the next five weeks. Every week of this series we're going to be talking about this. And I want to paint this picture for you really quickly. Paul is trying to show people the focus. Paul is trying to show people the most important thing is life in life is not getting yourself a man, not getting yourself a lady, not getting somebody to be like, that's my man, we're going out, oh my goodness, he's so fly, hey, she's so hot, I can't believe, it. no, the focus needs to stay on Christ, and I cannot tell you how many people have gotten their focus onto that and have fallen away from Christ, how many of you know somebody like that, they let their focus get on relationships or on themselves, and they try to get romance and what God wants wants you to do at your age is not get focused on romance, but get focused on him because he wants to do something awesome. So Paul's trying to paint this picture. Paul's not saying this like this. Paul's saying this with passion. Paul's saying this like if he was sitting down and not standing like I'm standing, if he was sitting down, he'd be on the edge of his chair. He'd be wide-eyed like this. Not cross-eyed like Jason was in Swiss News. That was straight up scary. But he, he would be on the edge of his seat. He would be trying to explain something with passion. This is what he said. He's talking about what Christ's love has done for us. And this is what he says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 14. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this. That one, Jesus, has died for all, and he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. Therefore, verse 17, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. He's saying this. Hey, ladies, if you find Christ, you give your life to Christ, 
to the one who died so that you might live. Look, the old you, the old fantasies, the old focus, that's died and gone away. You can have a new focus. You can have a fresh start. You can be pure again. You can be innocent again. There's a fresh start. Christ died so you could be free. He's absolutely pumped about this. He's like, guys, if your life is full of regret, if you are absolutely consumed with your past, he's saying Christ died to give you a fresh start. There is something new for you, and it comes with a new focus. Then he begins in chapter 6, and we're going to skip to verse 3 for the sake of time. He says this. So he's talking about Jesus, first of all, how amazing he is, and then he talks about his lifestyle. In verse 3, he says, We live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us. In the ESV, it says, we put no obstacles in anyone's way. In other words, this, everybody. He's saying this message of Christ is so amazing. It's so powerful. It's what this world absolutely needs. He's saying it's so incredibly important that we must live in a way that will not cause anyone to stumble, that won't get in anyone's way. He's like, i got to live in such a way that people can run towards Christ as fast as possible. And then he talks about what this lifestyle is. Listen to this. Verse 6. We prove ourselves by our, here we go, purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness, by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere Love. He's saying, look, we don't put anyone. Christ is so important. It's so crazy awesome. High schools need it. Middle schools need it. Your best friend that's smoking pot needs it. Your best homie that's standing on the side needs it. It's so important, Paul says, that I got to live in a way that my homies and my cronies, my friends and my enemies, I've got to live in such a way that I do not hinder them from following Christ. That's everything about lifestyle, everybody. He's saying, look, look, if I don't live pure, I am creating obstacles to people finding Christ. Now, let me quiz you based off of what we started on. If you live impure, do you, do you uh, change the power of God? Do you change it? If you, if you decide that, hey, I'm going to have boyfriends and girlfriends, I'm going to do whatever I want, I, I, it's time for me to experiment, I need to find my identity. If you decide that this is for you, but you're going to love Jesus, does it change the power of Jesus on the cross? Does it change the power of his resurrection? Will it hinder people from finding Christ if you live that way? Absolutely. If you want to live with leverage, You've got to choose. My lifestyle is going to change because I cannot allow my lifestyle to get in the way of anybody finding the most important message the world has ever heard. And in some cases, the most important message that the world has never heard. Let me ask you this. Do you want to get in the way of what God wants to do or do you want to actually generate and influence and quicken what God wants to do? Well, that's easy to answer. I want to quicken what God wants to do. You know, yay, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, pray, read my Bible and do devotions. No, listen, everybody wants that. Listen, everybody wants that. But are you willing to change your lifestyle so that it happens? Are you going to live with leverage and just push the presence of God onto your campus? Or are you going to be an obstacle to the presence of God? 
It doesn't change who God is, but it does change the effectiveness of the spread of the gospel. And actually, friends, listen, it's not just about your friends, it's about you. You decide not to live pure. You decide to do your own thing and to experiment sexually and best friends with benefits and do all that stuff and get online and look at this and watch these videos. Man, I'll tell you what, I was going to play a song because I thought this song was just fun. I just thought it was a party song. They play this song at football games now. And they're just like, huh? Yeah, I'm not even going to hum it because you guys know it. And, and it hit, I was going to play it. And then, but I, I didn't want to buy it on iTunes because I didn't know if all the lyrics were good or bad, if it was just a fun song or if it got nasty. So most most of you know on YouTube, you can like YouTube a song, and most songs are like on YouTube, you can listen to the whole thing. Well, I typed in the name of the song, and, and I'm thinking this is just a fun song. We'll play it every Tuesday night, and, and this is gonna be fun. People walk in, it's just gonna be a fun song. I watch this video, and I'm like, I'm like covering my eyes. I'm like, why? Because it was straight up nasty. I mean, it was perverse. I mean, it was, it was the na- it was it was just horrible. And you've got to decide for yourself. Are you going to be an obstacle? Are you going to make someone just ah, turn away from what God's trying to do? Or are you going to be somebody that says, come on, let's do it. You've got to decide to turn away from certain lifestyle things. Because God knows that if you live pure, you're going to live with leverage. Is this making sense, yes or no? So I want you guys to understand this. It is absolutely important. New priorities. Okay, so you say, well, what does this have to do with, uh, with hot guys and cute girls and Jesus? Uh, I thought, Pastor Brian, you were going to tell me how far is too far before it becomes a sin. Can we hold hands? Can we kiss? Can we just kiss with the lips? Or can we kiss with just a little bit of the tongue? Because I heard that's kind of fun. Ah, can, we, can we make out a little bit? Can we just kind of, I mean, we're just teenagers. We're trying to figure, we're in our 20s. We're mature now. We're adults. We can handle ourselves. No, here's what b- the Bible says. Says, here's what God says, that your focus, listen, your focus needs to be on the spread of the gospel. Your focus needs to be on creating no obstacles, not bringing obstacles into you. Yeah, but Pastor Brian, I thought you were going to tell us if we could date someone, if they love Jesus and we, no, wrong question. Paul's really clear. He says, listen, if you want to prove God, if you want the, the spread of the gospel, if you want to see incredible things happen in Christ, it's the wrong focus if you're focused on romance. You want romance? to happen in your life, stay focused on Christ. You want to see, uh, you want to marry some knight in shining armor that's going to come sweep you off your feet? Ladies, listen to me. Settle for nothing less. I'm so sick of it. it. It breaks my heart when I see slimy guys that are perverted and nasty and looking at porn and treating girls like trash and girls think it's no big deal anymore. It freaks me out and it breaks my heart because girls are like, oh, it doesn't matter. He's funny. It's kind of cool. Everybody's doing that now it's not a big deal and I say God did not create you to be some piece of trash for some guy to pick on and then throw in the garbage a couple days later ladies settle for nothing less than a man of God who serves God with all of his heart see the nine shining armor don't get caught up in fantasy no it's not a fantasy it's a reality if you will stay focused on Christ I'm telling you yeah but I know Christians who had problems. I know Christian. Yeah, and every one of them would tell you some things that they would do differently. And guess what? You get the great opportunity to do things right the first time. And that is to stay focused on Christ. Girls, yeah, oh, it's just fun to be boy crazy. Everybody's boy crazy. No, you know, you need to be Jesus crazy. Say, oh, I don't know if that'll preach in this culture. It's the hope of the world. Jesus Christ is the answer for this culture. And I'm just being honest with you. 
Well, I'm, I, I, well, what are you going to do to me if I got myself a boyfriend and girlfriend? I'm not going to do anything to you. I love you. I'm glad you're here tonight. It doesn't mean that Jesus doesn't love you or even that you don't love Jesus. All I'm saying is that Paul says that he proves himself and he lives in a way that does not create obstacles by living with purity and impurity. And if you don't want to be an obstacle for what God wants to do, then live pure. Get rid of sexual immorality. Flee youthful lust, the Bible says. Get rid of it. That means, guys, everything that you see, man, make sure it's holy. Make sure it's not, well, it's no big deal. Everybody laughs at it now. Listen, guys, you should not go to anything that, any movie or watch any, anything that even had hints of nudity or anything like that. You need to stay clean of the computer. You need to kick that computer, throw it out the window if you need to. Why? Because this culture is belittling the fact that pornography and impurity and immorality is no big deal. And I'm telling you, it's a huge ob obstacle to the message of Jesus Christ. Girls, oh man, I'm just, my heart breaks for you. There are men of God out there that one day will be your man of God, but you've got to stay focused on Jesus. Everyone else is talking about that boy, that, oh, look at that homecoming king, homecoming queen. Oh, I bet you, I can't believe, oh, we got a hotel, it's no big deal, blah, blah, blah. Everyone does it. Yeah, it is a big deal. It's a huge obstacle to what God wants to do in you and through you. It doesn't change who Jesus is. It doesn't change his love for you. It doesn't change any of that. But what it does change is the obstacles that either are there or aren't there. I believe that this generation, I believe that we can live with leverage if we will stay pure. Girls, if you will decide, I'm not going to focus on guys anymore. I'm, I'm going to stop reading those stupid 17 magazine, little, little boppy whoppy, shim scoop copy. I don't, I don't know what those things are. Listen, girls, if you say, you know what, I'm ditching, I'm, I'm breaking up with boys. I'm breaking up with relationships. I'm done with that. My boyfriend is Jesus. I love him. I'm going to seek him. I'm going to meditate on the word of God. He's going to be my boyfriend until God gives me one at the proper time, at the proper age. You say, Pastor Brian, what is the proper age? What is the proper time? <laughs> Wrong question. If you are asking that question, you have not entered that age yet. Well, I would just like to know because I'm 40. Girl, you're in the wrong ministry, okay? <laughs> listen, you, you, you go to somebody else. You, you, you rocked in the wrong door tonight. But listen, listen, I'm here to tell you, guys, you're like, Will, what, what, what if we just stay pure the entire time? What if we don't do anything sexually? Bet me you're not going to do anything sexually. I would love to see someone come up here and say, I have dated a girl for more than a year, and we have not screwed up sexually or caused any improper immorality. We have not done lustful things. I'm here to tell you that God wants you to understand that if you, oh, that's my phone. Sorry about that. If you want to do this, if you want to let all obstacles be gone in your life, if you want to say, I want to be a man of God, I want to be a woman of God, you've got to decide to live pure. How many of you would say that this is a message for not somebody else, this might be a message for you? And you may say, I've never had a girlfriend or boyfriend in my life. Listen, I want to tell you something. It's not whether or not you've had a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It's not about having boy. Listen, if you're here and you have a boyfriend or girlfriend, man, it's all good. I love you. It doesn't change anything. But I just don't want you to have an obstacle come in your life because every time I've seen obstacles happen, every time I've seen something happen, I've seen pain. I've seen depression. I've seen emptiness. I've seen hurt. And I want to see you guys live out the dream of God doing a miracle in your life. 
So you say, Pastor Brian, are you laying down some kind of rule here? No. In fact, I want to close with this. There's a huge difference between living by rules and living by values, okay? Now, this is not up on your screen, and I'm going to end with this, but I want you to get this because this is so important. There are many religious people that live by rules. We're not allowed to do this. We're not allowed to do that. We're not allowed. we got to wear this. We can't wear that. We can't listen to this. We can't listen to that. And they're religious. They have a list of rules, and you could, if you walk around, they will make sure to let you know that you have just broken one of their rules, right? right? Oh, you can't wear that. Oh, you're wearing the color black. The black color black is the color of Satan. Satan is sin. Sin is bad. Remove that shirt from your body. You're like, I'm cold. They're like, I don't care. It's a rule. You cannot. And, and then, and they say, well, you, you cannot have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. If you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you are creating sin. And you're like, where is that in the Bible? They're like, I don't know. I don't care, but it is sin. You know, uh, uh, look, there's a game. Oh, what is it? Monopoly. That is sin because sin, there's money involved and money is the root of all and they have rules that's like crazy it's like crazy crazy rules now listen listen if all you do is follow rules there is no life in following rules if you're like oh great great pastor brian did the whole relationships thing here comes here comes debbie downer youth ministry welcome to our place you can't have fun wah, wah, wah. No, listen, listen. There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference between rules versus values. When you live by values, it has nothing to do with rules. It's not about can I or can't I. Our value needs to be this. It's not a not. Our value is we're not immoral. Okay, that's it's like valuing a not. I don't think you can value a not. Our value is this. We value a lifestyle that creates no obstacles for God's message. It is way too big of a deal. I value Oh my goodness, are you one of those people that are not having sex until marriage? <laughs> Where's your little purity ring? Where's your little necklace of hope for one day to meet some other prude? <laughs> Where's that? <laughs> Listen, this, way, this happens. If this hasn't happened to you, if this hasn't happened to you, it will. It will. If you decide, listen, and it can happen to someone that lives by rules. It can happen to somebody that lives through values. But this is the difference. When someone comes up to you and go, oh, are you one of those people? Oh, my goodness. When I was in high school, listen, I made a decision. I wasn't going to have sex uh, until I got married. And, I, I made it, and people are like, are, you're seriously gay. You're gay because you cannot. I'm not kidding. I'm not, I could take you to the parking lot right at my high school where my friend was serious. He's like, you can't be normal. Now watch this. You can't be normal and, and want that and, and desire that. But listen, the Bible says, behold, all things are new. The old is gone and the new has come. There's, you're a new creation. You have new desires. You want to do things differently than you did before. Why? Not because I have rules. Now listen, this is the answer. This is, needs to be what gets imparted to you tonight. That you say, listen, I want to live with certain values. Say, oh, are you one of those people? That, why would you do that? I can't, but oh, you've got all these rules. You say, no, I don't have all these rules. I just want to live in a way that, man, God could do awesome things in me and God can do awesome things through me because I don't want anyone to stumble. I don't want to cause anybody to prevent them from knowing Jesus Christ. I've got to, I just value, it's my value. I don't, I don't come to church, be, oh, you've got to go to church. You've got you to gotta be... Uh, uh, a good goody two shoes. You got to help old ladies across the street. You got to 
Bring your Bible with you everywhere you go. You, you cannot cuss. You cannot listen to rock and roll. You cannot chew. You cannot spit. And you can't go out with girls that do. You know, all those types of things. No, 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 no. Listen, no rules. No rules. In fact, Jesus saved us from rules. Jesus saved us from what the Old Testament is called the law. But he didn't save us. He didn't replace it. He actually fulfilled the law. He's our answer. He allows us to live in freedom now with values not bound to a list that we have to follow. So the question is, do you want to become a man or a woman that values purity? Where your purity, where your values, you say, you know what? I am going to be a man of God, not because Pastor Brian said I had to be, not because we have a bunch of rules, not because there's no more uh, hot guys out there or no more, no more uh, cute girls out there. Listen, in Genesis 39, Joseph, it talks about, it actually describes Joseph, and it says that he was just one fine-looking specimen. I mean, he was just, it says, handsome, dark. I mean, he was just, he could get all of the ladies, and guess what he chose? This is not some nerd. <laughs> I'm going to live pure no just think of like just think of like the just the finest man you've ever seen and that boy going you know what i'm gonna be pure it's not about whether i can get ladies or not joseph listen in genesis 39 joseph could get any lady he wanted you want to know why because he was in potiphar's house and potiphar had a wife and potiphar gets the pick of the litter i'm sorry to use that expression but he gets to choose the finest lady in the entire region and he went my house. And that lady, that lady wanted Joseph. And Joseph said, back up off me. He literally did. Not because I can't, I can't, I'm a Christian. <laughs> no, because listen, listen, he had a value. Listen, he had a value to be a man of God. Do you know what's, do you know what's attractive? Can I just be honest? You know what's attractive is when you can get a boyfriend or you can get a girlfriend, but you don't go that route because you have some values that you want to create a highway for God to run in your life and in your school, and in the people you meet. If you choose purity, you are choosing to live with leverage. Choose purity. Make changes in your life by asking God to forgive you, repent of impurity, repent of immorality, and say, God, I want to value the things you value. Amen? Let's pray. Father, tonight, I pray, Lord, for every person here. God, I know that there are people here with, that are full of regrets, full of, of the past, of things that they've done in their lives that they just wish they could forget forever. And God, I'm asking right now, Lord, that you would remind them that the old is gone and the new has come. That as far as the east is from the west, Lord, you said that you would remove our regrets, our transgressions, our sins, you would remove them from us. So God, I pray right now that all guilt and condemnation of people's past would be removed. Lord, I pray for the girls here that have done things that they regret, that they absolutely cannot, uh, uh, that, that, that just keeps them up at night, Lord, that you would remind them that you are their God and that you have forgiven them and saved them. I pray for every guy here that has those images scarred in their mind. Lord, that they wouldn't be condemned from their past, but Lord, they would be rescued and saved from their past. And you would create mighty men of God. Lord, that there would be great things that would happen in our ministry because people tonight chose to be men of purity and women of purity. Lord, I pray a supernatural impartation of grace to be pure right now in Jesus' name.